Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varo, and as usual, I am joined by the rest of the Chivas del Norte crew. What's up, guys? What's going, going on? What's good, y'all? Happy Tuesday. Yes, we're recording <laughs> recording early because we want to get this uh, out of the way. <laughs> uh, I keep forgetting it's Tuesday. I had yesterday off. feels like a Monday. I feel like a Wednesday because we're recording. Yeah, it feels like a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Thought the week was almost over already. Damn, feels bad. <laughs> I mean, we we have a short week. Chivas has a short week too, anyway. So, wait, when do we play? Saturday. Saturday. We got four days rest. My uh, my conspiracy hat is is on. Yeah, but they want us to win, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it. Doesn't fit that narrative. But whatever. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. Uh, Chivas Veracruz last night. Chivas and Veracruz had Monday night football, and it ended in a nil-nil draw. Frustrating game as Chivas fans, and if Veracruz fans exist, I guess they're happy with the nil-nil draw. Lineup for the game: Gudinho at goalie, backline: Van Rankin, Iramier, Pereira. Ponce midfield consisted of Brizuela, Molina, Beltran, and a surprise start in Ronaldo Cisneros. And up top, Pulido and Vega. Dog, uh, why? Why? Why to who? Ronaldo? Why Ronaldo? Yeah. Because he wanted to be Man, offensive. Players? I feel yeah, like he was... wanted to go. I feel like he wanted. He just wanted to go. Like last week, he went defensive. It didn't work, so he wanted to like, be a, a more offensive squad and. Being that Ronaldo had been scoring goals, uh, I think that's what he wanted to do. Eh, whatever. I'm, I'm all for firing Cardoso now. I mean, but you look, you look at, you look, he starts Ronaldo this week, but last week when we needed a sub, he didn't put him in until it was too late. He went with Madrigal over him. So which one is it? He was, he was trying to favor? learn from his mistakes. Like Who do you favor more? I feel like, I feel like when he put, when he put in Madrigal, it's, I feel like the only reason he puts in Madrigal is so he has hope that in one of those terrible crosses, he's going to score a header. That's the only thing he's good for. Because he's fucking terrible. I like right, you want to talk about the game. Let's, talk let's, about the game. Let's talk about the fucking game first. <laughs> so Chivas had a, a bunch of uh, opportunities. Chivas this game had 13 shots, 6 on target, and 2 blocked, 64% possession of the ball. Um, we can talk about the opportunities they created. I think right off the bat, we had um, a corner kick that almost resulted in the goal by uh, Iramier and Jurado. I don't even know if he meant to get a hand on it, but he ended up just deflecting it over the crossbar. Yeah, I think it hit him more than... I don't really think he knew what he was doing. Like, he was yeah. expecting it. It looked like he wasn't even expecting Like, he turned, and it landed like it hit him. Yeah, I think he was just kind of... When you try to make the goal, the goal smaller as a goal, you just stretch out your hands in hopes of blocking something. And I think that's just what happened. It's just luck. And then second opportunity that Chivas created was the Vega shot off the crossbar. This week, he decided to rip the ball instead of finessing it like last week. And it still didn't work. What do you guys think about that play? I thought it was good. I mean, it was a good shot. He ripped it. The goalie had no chance of saving it if it would have been on target. It was just unlucky in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I thought he should have scored that. I thought, yeah, I thought he should have scored, but I'm not gonna. I'm not one of those that's gonna be like start putting pressure on him or, or or start criticizing him. I still like the way he plays, so I'm not gonna criticize the guy. All right, next yeah, up. All right, you go go ahead, Flo. I was gonna say I'm not. I'm not one that want to criticize him either, but I just feel like that it's just taking a toll on him. You know, not being able to score these, even though us we feel like he's playing good, and we don't want to criticize him because we still like the way he's playing. I feel like it's taking a toll on him. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah, I feel like the pressure is mounting now. We're going in five games. He hasn't scored one goal. He keeps getting subbed. I think pretty soon. I haven't really heard anything on it on like the meet in the media, but I'm thinking pretty soon it's going to start. This is the game that had me a little worried. Like I'm not, I'm not. 
I don't know, like really, really worried, but this is the first crack I saw in uh, Vega because he just looked frustrated this game. At one point, we'll talk about uh, another opportunity created by Vega, a uh, ball into the box on the right side of the box. Uh, Vega gets contact on the ball, but it's like a super weak shot right at Jurado, and he kind of just laid on the floor with his face in the grass for a couple of seconds. And then at one point in the game, he tried to take on the defender, and instead of just trying to do something, he kind of gave up halfway on the dribble and ended up committing a foul. So like those, those to me are like cracks starting to show and it just shows his frustration that he can't get a goal for the team yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, it, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's getting to his head, but, or I don't know what the media is saying in Mexico, but I mean, yeah, I, I can definitely see it pressure is mounting whether it's from himself or just in general yeah I, I, like i said on twitter that i'm worried because mental fortitude isn't really exactly a strength for mexican soccer players we've seen it over and over that players kind of burn out and then they never recover their level like uh, like you have pineda you have um pizarro who kind of peaked and then left chivas and hasn't really done much so I think he needs a goal in the worst way, but um, you know, I'm not I'm not throwing in the white towel yet. Nah, like yeah. I'd be more I'd be more worried like if he wasn't playing well, or if he was skyrocket if he was just skying some of his shots I'd be worried. But some of his shots are on target. He's just been unlucky. I just hope he's not letting it get to like obviously you can probably see a little frustration, but they got to tell him hey you're still playing well, man. Yeah, well that's the thing. I mean we don't think he's playing badly. But you can obviously see it in his body language that he's frustrated with himself, and it's starting to affect him. Bro, the, the team needs goals, not just him, man. The fucking team needs goals. We're yeah, fucking struggling right now. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that a little a little later into the game discussion. But um, other opportunities that were created, Van Rankin had a clear one with um he made a run into the box. Pulido set him up perfectly, and he kind of just shot it straight at Jurado. I mean, I don't, I don't blame him because he's a right back and finishing is not exactly his strength. But um, that was just another opportunity that she was wasted, and it should have been the goal. Yeah, was that the first half or the second half? That might have been the second half. Um, I'm not. These, these aren't in any particular order. They're just going um, as I remembered them, as I jotted them down. And then we have a Ronaldo Cisneros play down the left wing. He run. He makes a run to the box, and then I think he had the op. He had the option to cross the ball into the box, but he opted to shoot it. Ended up. It ended up being an off-target shot, but um, an opportunity nonetheless. Oh yeah, I remember that. That pissed me off. I think he had Vega on his right that he could have just passed it. Tried to pass it, but um, the defender closed in pretty well on that, so I'm not gonna. I thought he made the right decision on that play. Do you guys have any other opportunities uh, there was one, you think we wasted? Uh, or that we wasted? Madrigal heads it down in the box. And who caught it? Was it Villalpando? Uh, no. Uh, who caught it after after Madrigal heads it down to them? I don't even remember Madrigal making contact with the ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Beltran uh, puts a cross in. Maybe Beltran or Pando, and he's in the box and he heads it down for somebody. I don't remember. And I'm just mad you said Madrigal. I can't believe that motherfucker played. <laughs> like, why? Pulling it up right why? Now. What's the I'm point of him being the, in the game? Pulling up the highlights. I I didn't have a like I got home late from work, so I wanted to watch the game from the point that Madrigal went into it just to see how many crosses we put into the box. Because if Not you're putting if you're putting him in exactly if you're putting him in, it, it, you're putting him in because he's a target man and you you should put in crosses in the air and I feel like we put in two to three it wasn't a lot and I don't get the point of putting him into the game if you're not going to play to his strengths. Yeah, I agree. I think I think we're just so uh, I think the game plan the way we play is just more like of a possession try to pass our way like into the box and score that way. So. By the time he comes in, I, I, like the players are so focused on on winning this one way that they just forget about. We don't really cross the ball; they just forget about crosses. Van, we need I Van thought. Rankin up there to cross the ball. Or Pocho's play. Nah, but, um, he's useless. I mean, 
Veracruz came to this game to park the bus, and at no point did they try to go for a win, except that they created one opportunity towards the end of the game, which I thought not, was going to go in. I thought in the second half they tried. They, Wait, not, was it not with many or maybe it was... I think we lost Frigo. All right, we so... We lost Frigo. What were we saying? I forgot. Uh, uh, no, I was saying I was saying that uh, I think... Um, I thought Veracruz kind of tried to go for a win in, like, the final, like, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, they had that tall. They had the tall dude who kept winning headers. The Polaco guy, right? Yeah, the Polaco guy. I mean that that play he created. I was actually I, surprised. I thought that To be honest, Pol- the Polaco guy. Yeah, I thought because I thought he was the most like if they were if they were gonna win, it was gonna be like on a header from him. So when they subbed him off, oh my god, that Cruz doesn't want to win. Yeah, he was. He had me worried every time they crossed the the ball into the box. And yeah, Madrigal does not provide what, that at that's all. That's what Madrigal should be like. Team should be scared of him when we're crossing the ball, but we didn't even. It look, it, I feel like we didn't even try. Like I'm gonna go back and I'll, I'll tweet out the amount of crosses that were made after Madrigal was put into the game. But off like the top of my head, I feel like it wasn't a lot. Yeah, I agree. What else about the game? I mean, Jurado had an amazing game. Six saves, three from inside the box. He had a a Thiago Volpi kind of performance against us. I thought we were done with goalkeepers having the games of their lives against us, but here comes Who's the one that had the kick at the end, Sebastian Jurado. I think it was Villalpando who had that late Long second kick. half. Yeah. Molina shot. had Molina had one too. I'll tell you what. Um, when Villalpando came in, he did provide something that the team was kind of like a little bit of creativity. Like I saw him Yale's attempt some part. passes. Yeah, I saw him attempt some passes that no one else, like in the starting lineup, has attempted even all season. Like he was trying something a little bit different, so he definitely provides something creativity-wise. Yeah. So going forward, I would like to see more of him. I mean, he, maybe yeah, he has. Of, you you can finish. My bad. I was gonna say, like instead of instead of going with the three strikers, maybe just throw him on the wing, coming up the left up the left flank. I, I think he plays more a mid a midfield kind of role down the middle, but um, yeah, he he can provide something. He can pr- provide creativity for the team. Um, I just don't. He would have to. We would have to bench. Uh, Beltran. Yeah. I don't see him no. benching Molina because Molina's. No. What if we go to a vet. four? Uh, oh, Rigo said something in the chat earlier. Rigo, what'd you say? I was saying go to a three-five-two. Yeah, and the problem I, and with I the three-five-two is uh that I feel like Ponce and Van Ranking struggle with it. I think Van Rankin can do it. I I think we'd be better off with Carlos Cisneros on that on that left side. Yeah, yeah. but Ponce. if you were to do it, you could play. Uh, you put Molina as a center back. Mm-hmm. The problem is Carlos is fucking scared. That's a, that's the problem. He's not willing to do that. He's not willing to sub out Ponce. Ponce is not doing the bad job. He's doing that. Yeah, but when you when when you play a certain way, and you have fullbacks that run all the way up. And and they attack like the way Van Rankin does. Van Rankin does a good job when he's up there attacking. Ponce does not give you that at all. He's not up there creating any plays, nothing. And, and defensively, and we be... said last week, like he probably needs the help from Cisneros. So it's not like yeah. he's a this strong defensive player either. He's just like a solid player to me. He does. He's adequate. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's... So like, if he lost his job, like I would. It's not something we'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe he lost his job. But in a three-five-two, he put Molina on defense. You play with Villalpando and Beltran in the middle, and like maybe like Cone Brizuela in front of him because Cone Brizuela plays re- really well in the middle when he, when he's been there. The thing is, that's what we would do, but in reality, he would go with Marina in the back. Yeah, it's not. He would just throw his own shit out there. He'd probably put he'd probably put Vega left wing. He's just an idiot, bro. He's. I said last week, let's fire him. <laughs> you guys want to get him like three weeks? I think Flow was the only one that was close. The other problem is like Chivas struggles versus versus these teams that that you know park the bus and it's like he doesn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. Uh, you put in a tall striker. That's not that's not going to do anything if you don't if you're not getting clean crosses in and if the team has three defenders back there. Like I don't think anybody really had it cleanly. But I mean the whole the, game. The the opportunities were created. We just didn't finish. Yeah, there was there was it's opportunity. Not, it's not like we yeah, were but, trash against a team parking the bus. We just after didn't a finish. certain time, after a certain time, you're playing against the clock. 
Yeah. And when when you start playing against the clock, what do you do? You start fucking just going up the wing and fucking putting in corners that half the time always fail. Like I was kind of happy that you saw like uh, those two shots come at the end, one from Molina and the other from whoever Vialpando or yeah, Gael. I believe it was Vialpando. Yeah, like like we we weren't seeing that all game. You know this game. Like, I thought this game when he made the subs when he brought in Vialpando. The way Veracruz was playing, I thought it would have been better to have subbed out uh, Molina instead of Beltran. Just because the way Veracruz was playing, like there was real—I mean, there was very little threat. Like Molina wasn't that. You didn't it's like you didn't really need him back there. You could have played with Beltran at the holding mid and, and Vialpando, and then Beltran gives you a little bit of creativity, a little bit of creativity to go along with the uh, uh, Vialpando, and you're not so defensive. Put in Sandoval too, betting on him on the left wing. For some creativity, but I feel like again, Sandoval really didn't make an impact on this game. Rio said in the chat, it's "Like we need trophies." We yeah, need we miss trophies. When you, I mean, when you're playing against when you're playing against teams that that uh, like box themselves in, you need players to take to take players on. I think I think when uh, Gael came on, I think it was Gael like. He was up on the on the on the left wing, and he took he took on a player, or maybe it was Alexis Vega. He took on a player, got past him, and then he had some space, and he was able to cross it. I mean, it wasn't a successful cross, but you need players that are going to get by their man with the ball, so that they can pull other defenders away and open up space. Because that's really the only way you're going to open up space. Because other than that, people are just going to be in their position, and that's what trophies can do: is you can get by a player or two. And he can cross the ball well. Yeah, I, was I, also, think... I, I was also fucking annoyed at Univision and their fucking continued slandering of Pulido for taking the crosses. Yeah, they, 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 freaking, they cry about it every, every game. It's annoying. But he, then but then he puts in a, a good cross and nobody talks about it. I mean, it is. It is I mean, you, you really don't never hear about center forward taking your, your crosses. But I mean, like, it's like week 25 of this. Like, let it go. <laughs> I think Ponce tried a couple, right? This game. Yeah, he's he like he's done it a few. He's done it a few games. Like he does, he does it in the um, uh, Copa games. Okay. Bro, can, we just just fire, just a can we just game. fire Cardoso already? Let's <laughs> do it. He's fucking useless as a coach, bro. His substitutions are stupid. His um his game, game plan. plans are stupid. Everything's just stupid about what he does. Like I it thought the no best sense. game the best game plan I had he had this year to me was against. Cruz Azul, and t- it was a good game plan, and the team played like shit. But I mean, I that's just, what he was going for. He I just was going don't for the understand counters. how, like, your whole career, you were this amazing striker. You played on amazing, like, attacking teams, and it's like you become a coach, and you don't have that in you at all. Like, like how? How's that even possible? Great, great players don't necessarily make great coaches. No, no, yeah. of course not. Yeah, I don't. But I'm saying, I, I like, see that. you play for a great system. Like, you're co- like, how do you go away from that once you become a coach? I don't, I don't get I it. I mean, I feel like that's part of the problem is, like, like when he played 4-4-2 was a very, like, popular... Uh, it's, like, popular formation, formation of the times, right? Yeah. I feel like that's not... You don't, like... It's not used anymore. It's outdated. Yeah, but, but, but the way he... They played at the Luka was different. Oh, yeah. They were one of the best offensive teams. Like just the way to look at them play, they were one of the best teams to watch play. They're, they're probably one of the greatest assembled teams in Liga MX history. You talking about Cardoso and Toluca, or yeah, yeah, Cardoso Toluca. Toluca. No, 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 no. played as a player. Okay, yeah, that was, Sanchez that was a beast team. Fabian Estai. I mean, crazy every once, every every couple months, we get that goal on Twitter of where they. Where, I think it's an America that they score on. Yeah, they yeah. Go, like, the counterattack, perfect, like the perfect counterattack. counterattack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't expect that to tr- translate into Chivas. No, I don't expect it either. I just expect him to like not be so scared <laughs> to be more ballsy, right? But <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem. Ballsy. That's the problem with Liga MX. You take risks and then you you get punished if they don't pay off right away. I think Say the he other does play offensive, is... and then we get caught on counters like. Two or three times, like we always do, and then we lose a game three nil. The Cardoso was going to get fired. I think, and I want. think that's what, but I think that's what people loved about Matias. We, we loved always, it. He always went for the, the win. Sometimes the media hated it. The media hate that 
in at halftime he would sub in he would sub out the fullbacks for wing players. But I mean that's one of the things that we as fans loved about Matias Almeida is that is that he went for it, man. He's he was never comfortable just with the with the with the draw or even being down one zero. He was gonna change and, and change immediately. He wasn't gonna wait till like the last thirteen minutes. Yeah, but I guess Cardoso <laughs> wants job security. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like that's part of it. I feel like he's scared. You can't take the you can't take these risks in Liga MX because coaches get fired two three weeks after they don't show results. I think it's I mean, part, partly the system to blame. And right now they're in the in the standings, they're in the playoffs. So as far as he's concerned, it's working. Yeah, right. And it's working. The problem is the problem is working in the moment, but we we can we can kind of see how this how this how this is going to end. It's not going to end well. The problem is, like... Go ahead. I was going to say, once you get into the playoffs and you make the Ligia and you put these type of, like, bad offensive performances, like, that's not what we want. That's not what we want to see. We we don't want to see you go into the playoffs and just play defensive back-to-back games. We saw how much we suffered when we played the Red Bulls. Like, for me, going into the season, I thought 10 points was an ideal result of, of the first five matches, right? And that's where we got. But looking back at the opportunities we had and we gave up, we could have easily came away with 15 points or 12 and been in a lot better position. Because if you look at the standings right now, we're in the top eight, but we don't even come close to any of the other teams in goals scored. Yeah, we've given up the least amount of goals, but like we have four goals scored and the rest of the teams, seven, nine, 10, 10, eight, nine, 13. That's the top eight. Um, and then if you look at who we've played, all the teams we've played that were good last season or decent last season are all in the bottom half of the table. Cruz Azul, Toluca, Tijuana, Santos, Veracruz are all bottom are the bottom half of the table. So really? like what what we thought was you know a pretty difficult stretch in the beginning is looking like it was part of like an easy part of our schedule, and then. If you look at what's coming up in the next month, we ha- we're playing five teams in the top half of the table that are playing really well right now. Necaxa, Atlas, Monterrey, America, and Lobos Bois. So now there's cause for concern because we we're not scoring goals. I mean, obviously these teams are going to open, open themselves up a little, but they're going to open themselves up and they can score and they can keep up with you. And we, di- we didn't take advantage of our opportunities. Like the, the, my problem is like yeah, we have 10 points and that's fine. But what are you gonna do when you're in the playoffs and you give up a goal? Like, where's like, do you really have confidence that we'd be able to overturn a, a result like that against no. a good team? And that's and that's my problem. That's why when I say fire Cardoso, it's not like it's it's the lack of confidence in what this team will do. Because at some point we'll probably be we're gonna be down, and we, I have zero confidence in Cardoso being able to turn that around. I mean, he couldn't do it in the in the Club World Cup. I mean, we were I down. A, we were down against Santos. And we were the better team after they scored on us. We were the better team before they scored. Yeah, but, you know, you're bringing up how are we going to react to being down. We were down against Santos, and we we still played better than them. We just, again, we just couldn't score. Right, because then these teams, these teams close themselves off. Yeah. And yeah. it's like they close themselves off, and then you don't know what to do tactically. All right, but like, look, San- you... Santos is a yeah. perfect example, right? Uh, imagine that's a Ligia game. And 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 you tie the games, but they they position themselves better in the table, and and all they got to do is close up because they know you're not going to be able. You can probably score one, but you're not going to score two. And that's how we're looking right now. We're looking like a team that's struggling, like we're struggling badly to score, to create. I mean, to create we, this game, we created more, and, and it has to do, and a lot does have to do with Veracruz being so bad. So it's hard to look at just this game alone because we know Veracruz is trash. But I'm just saying, in general, once we start playing the good teams and we play the good teams, it's going to be hard for us to score. And just fire Cardoso now and get it over with. <laughs> Bring in, I don't know, whoever. I mean, whoever, whoever's in Argentina. If if you want to put it in perspective, so this season we have four goals in five games. We've conceded one goal. We have ten points and we're in fifth place. At this point, last season we had six goals in five games conceded seven goals and we had four points sitting in 12th place we've improved 
from last season to this season. And yeah, we're in the position improved, to make the playoffs. But we've we've improved because of the transfers that were made. If you would have made these transfers a season ago, I think we would be we would have been in, in similar positions. Yeah, but that's completely we're, we're a better team. Remember rem- remember the game we lost against Sasul was the was the the, the, rain, the rain game. The typhoon the typhoon yeah. game. Um we tied with Toluca. We like, there was a lot of games there was a lot of games season. we could have won or we played better but we didn't have the no players to do it. We we didn't have the players defensively. We'd always we'd be in it and then we'd give we'd give up a goal and it'd be like it'd be over for us. At some point we'd give up a stupid goal. The thing is now we're not giving up those goals. And that, we're not and giving up those stupid goals. And that's what I'm putting my faith in. That when these teams that that will play that will play us and open up, I I have faith that our defense will hold up and that we'll score the goals. Because if you got two teams going back and forth with each other, you know, there are gonna be opportunities for Chivas. Hopefully we can finish them. And I think the defense is a lot is, is like super improved. And See, the thing is, they'll put I us in the position to win games. The thing is, I don't think teams are going to be playing playing us that way. I think teams are going to drop back, even drop the more back off, and counter like us. The more offensive teams. Yeah, because it's just a smarter thing to do. Like, why would you go? Why would you go ahead, uh, back and forth with Chivas when you know they're good defensively? They might counter you. If you see that they're struggling offensively, hey, just sit back, let them struggle, and maybe you catch them on a counter. I think it depends on who's away. Yeah, I don't know about that. At home, I think teams will be a little more happier to sit back. But if we're away, I think teams are going to come after us, especially the closer we get to Liguilla, because teams eventually have to start racking up points. But at Cruz, I don't know why they play for a tie when they're pretty much going to get uh, relegated. That's that that made good. no fucking sense, bro. They're in last place. They got one point. They're in last place on the defenso, and you fucking come out here parking the bus. I mean, who who are they Fire hoping to rack too. up? Who who are they Fire hoping to rack up too. points against? Nah, but you gonna... can at least you can at least go for it. Try it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying Veracruz. Who who are they gonna? What what's their plan going forward? Yeah, yeah. Like, do they plan to tie every game they play? They're still gonna get relegated. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, get Veracruz's game plan. I mean, they almost caught one. They did. Yeah. Yeah. When they hit yeah. the, the crossbar. The crossbar. Who yeah, was, but then they took then they took out the guy. They took out the big guy that was winning all the headers. Who, who was it that Polaco posted up on? Was it on Mier? I can't um, remember. I don't remember. Wait, what, that that who? The the chance that Veracruz created. The po- Polaco po- like pretty much posted up on somebody uh, Jair Pereira, and then Jair held Pereira. the ball. Also oh, with Pereira. Yeah, Jair, yeah, he held and then held, he it held up. the ball up on him for like a couple seconds, and then that other player came in to. And hit it off the crossbar. But that that was a little concerning. Like I would figure, you use a little more strength there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm worried about the team. Yeah, I see it very. Weak. I see it. It's very Mourinho esque right now. The way we're looking. Like the games we win, even the games we win, it's very one zero. Yeah. Uh, mean, this game this weekend is. It's going to be a crucial game. If we if we are going to make it a year, we need to win this game. On four so days rest. What happens if they win the next two games? Are we still anyway? If <laughs> Argyle's anyway? I want to fire him last week, so she, he shouldn't even get the chance at the next two games. <laughs> Who do we have next? You, Nekaxa and Atlas. Yeah. Atlas is at home or in Jalisco? Uh, they're never at home. Well, like we're gonna win games. I think we're. I think we're. We we have talented players, and defensively, we're so good that we're gonna be able to hold up, and maybe we'll be. Getting our goals, so we're gonna win games. I'm just worried playoffs. That's what I'm worried about. I'm already looking towards the playoffs. So yeah, we're gonna make you're it. Looking forward to the yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we're gonna make it. We got ten points. We're, we're basically in already. I don't know. We're basically in, but, uh... Uh, <laughs> I mean, Atlas is looking good. Nikaxa is looking good. Click, click right, this when we don't make the playoffs. Let's talk about Nikaxa. <laughs> I think I think Nikaxa's fake. I think Nikaxa's fake good. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah. They're, they're in Tell second place. That. They're in second place. They have three wins and one draw. They beat Pumas 2-1. They beat Lobos 3-2. They tied with Morelia 0-0. And they beat Puebla 4-1. Yes, they score goals. But three out of their four opponents are in 14th, 15th, and 16th place. And Lobos is in 8th place. 
they're they're beating teams that they're s- supposed to beat. Yeah. So, so I don't like, know how we're not well, how good they are. They're frauds. That's what they are. We're yeah. not doing that though. We're not doing what? We're not beating teams. Beating teams that we're we're supposed to beat. And there's only one team. No. No, Who we else? should have beat Santos. All the, all the teams we all the teams we played are, are in the bottom half of the of the table. Uh, but it's early in the season to be like, oh, that's that's to be like uh, Santos is a, is a is a bottom half of the table type of team. I feel like I feel like every year or or a couple seasons ago, Tigres would start out bad and then they sneak into the Liga and win it. Just Tigres, though. I'm saying, but Santos we can't act like Cruz Azul is a bad team. Yeah, I think they're just not. They can't find their form because they win the game and then lose the game, win the game, lose the game. But I, I just, I just think the guys are quite good. Like they've beaten up teams that they're spo- supposed to beat up. This is their toughest game. They're looking at this game as their toughest game against us. They can't say we beat Pumas, Lobos, and Puebla, so we're going to beat Chivas. How many goals have they scored? You said they scored ten. So I hope they keep that same energy on Saturday and go out and attack Chivas that's and don't I'm, just drop back. That's what I'm saying. I haven't watched how they play, but they scored they're... nine. Nine? Yeah. I thought I saw... Regardless, okay. just keep that same energy. Oh, yeah, they got keep nine. Keep that same offensive energy, Rizos. And don't drop back. I mean, we'll see, right? We're gonna we're playing in Nagaxa's stadium because we just played yeah. at home. We're it's playing on the road. I think I think they're going to attack. So it'll be a home game for Chivas. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back, I guess, our head-to-heads against Nagaxa, we have a a decent we have a good good luck against them we have a draw a draw and two wins in a row so last four times we've versed them we have not lost a game I think that's something to look forward to it's not happening this week <laughs> what's not happening this week losing to them losing <laughs> bro we ain't losing come on hat trick for Vega I can feel it that would be I amazing <laughs> shut Vara up <laughs> I'm t- yeah. I'm not I'm not Mar-o throwing to, in the white. Mar-o be trying the white, to hide it from the white towel from the on Vega. The account. I'm not throwing in the white towel on Vega. I'm just this is the first signs of frustration that he's shown. First, he was first, Varo com- thought it was a own goal. Now he's doubting Vega. Damn. <laughs> what the Gudinho? The Gudinho? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Don't think we forgot. That, I still think that was an, an own goal, but. I don't make the rules. The ref does, and he said it wasn't. So, it wasn't. America beating Nicaxa right now in uh, Copa MX. See, yeah, yeah, they can do. They're, they're already so. they're already collapsing. You see that? <laughs> I'm telling you, fake good. Mario, you, you gotta stop. You gotta stop criticizing Vega from the Chivas on the account. <laughs> do from your own account. <laughs> I'm gonna start going in there and deleting. <laughs> trying to hide. Trying to hide. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll own it now, I guess. <laughs> um, What's what funny? I, I tweeted out yesterday. I was like, "That's probably Varo, and it really was you." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else was using the Twitter account. <laughs> I was just frustrated that that game got me pissed off. Should have won that game. Um, How those games are gonna happen? Yeah, those, those type of especially those bad. Some teams, you know, you sit back and you get lucky. Yeah. Um, no? What else? Let's talk about. Well, since we played yesterday, there's not a lot of Chivas news that's come up. The only thing that came up today was uh, Marco Fabian. Apparently, his deal, a deal to bring him to Philadelphia Union, is being finalized. I know Flo, that's your favorite Chivas player of all time. How do you feel about that move? Um. Well, I don't watch MLS, so you're gonna start kinda, now. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start <laughs> even for Marco Fabian. <laughs> but nah. But I mean, it's not. It's not too bad. It's not anything crazy. I mean, he, what is he like? Thirty now or twenty nine or about to be thirty? I don't know. But he's had injury problems. Um, he's getting older. I don't. I don't mind it. You know, I have no problem I mean, with it. It's, it's not like it's he's probably, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Eduardo on Twitter is going through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you guys. Are you like he was? He was done in Europe, right? There's no, yeah, yeah. there's no why is he it's coming back? It's not like back? he's, uh, right? You know, it's not like he's uh, Sassel, Sassel, like coming back. Exactly. Yeah, you he's know? not young. He's washed. Well, not washed. Yeah, he's he washed. can still contribute. Yeah. 
to oh, an MLS washed. team or to he's washed. I would have taken him on Chivas. Nah, he's washed. I mean, I would have taken him on Chivas. It's not the best of not the best of leagues. He would have scored a hat trick against Atlas, guaranteed. And then the fans would have tried to fight their coach again. I mean, it's probably the best thing to happen to Philly since Meek Mill got came out. Yeah, won the Super Bowl. Yeah, since Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. Y'all got to trust the process. I'm going to Fabian prosper in Philadelphia. Guardado's probably next, to be honest. Probably. he should be coming back. He's mentoring Linus right now. I mean, pretty soon it's going to be... Pretty soon it's going to be just Linus, Chucky, and Gutierrez in, in Europe. Guti's still not starting consistently, right, for PSV? He no. said that he's struggling, that he's struggling to adapt to the to the number 10 role. But every time he plays, he plays well. Yeah. And we're out of the play. Yeah, but he's yeah, playing against a bunch playing. of farmers. Yeah. <laughs> there, he, and it's been a lot of cup matches, too. But Real Betis well, didn't even take Linus to the, to the bench and they beat Atletico. Yeah, so maybe that. that's what they maybe that's what they gotta do. Linus, so, so Linus the game the game that I saw Linus <laughs> play, he looked a step slower than the rest of his teammates. Like he's he still adapting looks, to the style of play. Yeah, like he looks he looks slow compared to yeah, well, the rest of the players. I think but we I can mean, all agree that Liga MX is way slower than Oh yeah. Than the rest of the world. Yeah. Especially Spanish soccer. I just I don't understand why they don't like why in Liga MX they don't uh, work on speed. Like, if you got the same coach as that coach like 20 years ago when you were young, that nigga go you. <laughs> Bro, they got the bum ass coaches. I'm pretty sure La Puente are probably still around somewhere. They got the they got the same coaches, the same like owners and stuff like that. What else for Mexican? Abroad, you also got Jimenez, who's oh, yeah. over ex, over ex, um, exceeding expectations. Yeah, oh, that's a. Uh... Gotta talk about uh, the great Chivas player uh, Golit Pena. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's now a free agent. He can head anywhere he wants. So the Polish, he's in rehab. Polish I heard for rehab. Probably. I heard J League wants him. I heard J League wants him. You know, really? He's gonna he's <laughs> gonna be teammates with Iniesta. Gonna take Saki Saki shots. He's gonna take Iniesta's spot. <laughs> okay. Spot in what? Wait, still, line line at the belongs, bar or something? He still belongs to Rangers. No, nah, they terminated. No, not contract. anymore. They terminated. They terminated. They keep yeah. No, he was playing there, right? Yeah, he was there. They I brought him like back recently. He came he back. Yeah, they, yeah, he went back. So like he went, they loaned him back to Mexico, and then he went back to Rangers. Oh, and they, they terminated just, him, and they, they and they just terminated this him. month. They, they couldn't yeah. find him. They couldn't. That what it was? Yeah, my my uh, one of my coworkers is a Rangers fan, and he was telling me, "Yo, what's up with this Gulli guy? Like, <laughs> the team has like no news on him." And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, they, they have no news on him. I was like, oh, he's probably on the binge right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weren't they, like, weren't they like people, like, asking if he was still on the team because they couldn't find him? Yeah, they were, like, searching for information on him. He he just went AWOL. Went into rehab. Probably, yeah. Maybe. But, um, what's it called? And then, I don't know. Like, the Jimenez thing, I saw, I don't know what show it was, but... The, the the bias is like so real. The guy's like he menaces the the striker I would take on my team over any other Premier League striker at the moment. And I was like, dude, oh, you're, you gotta bugging. Relax. you're bugging. My man said that. My I, man I, I don't know what show. Season. I don't know what show it was, but the guy said it. It had to be an Univision show, but he said he would take Jimenez over any other Premier Bro. League striker at the moment. Bro, he had like nine goals. Yeah, he got nine goals. I think Salah had that in one month, bro. And he's not even a striker. He's there, not even there's plenty of more other strikers that I would take over. And he's not even. And Salah hasn't even been playing well this season. Nope. I guess Lacazette, Lacazette has the same goals. Pogba, who's a midfielder, a center defensive midfielder, has Bro, nine Aguero, goals. Aguero, like, is obviously your number one choice. Aubameyang. Aubameyang has. I think is he is he still leading or did Aguero over? No, Salah. I would take an injured Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> on one leg. Nah, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Harry Kane no more. He was wearing that Tom Brady jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's... So um, he's even he's more canceled. trash now. <laughs> yeah, but America supports Trump. We we all we've all seen the picture. So America fans can support him, not us. I mean, it's it's still good that he has nine goals, but I mean, like, 
Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, Because I, I saw uh, people making such a big deal about how many goals he has. I looked. I started looking up the stats, kind of like you guys are talking about right now. And I was like, wait a minute! I was like, he's not even close to like, you know, he's not even close to doing anything or being near the top of goal scored in the league. I was like, why is everybody making such a big deal? Yo, people, yo, they love including his 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 like uh, FA Cup and all those other stupid cups they have in England. Those goals for that league for that tournament too. Into his totals. Yeah, I think those nine goals combine league and whatever cups he plays in. No, I think it's just Premier League. That's just no, Premier League. No, that's just Premier? league. That's yeah, true. that's okay. just league. But you'll yeah. see a lot of people say, like, oh, he got 14. He got 14 goals on the season. I'm like, he's, bro, relax. He he's, also, he's also been involved in a lot of them, too, though. Like, he gets the assists. Yeah, five something. assists. He got assists. So he's playing yeah. well. But Look, I'll, I, tell you where, I'll tell you where the problem's going to be once he plays for Mexico. Is that that team is built to his qualities. It's built to play around the way he plays. Uh, they got him specifically for that role. And once he goes to Mexico, his they're going to they're going to expect something completely different out of him. They're going to expect him to be the like the goal scorer. Where he's more of like a support player and and he's getting goals, but he's really more of a support player. Kind of like the problem that tr- it's problem problem that Chucky has where in PSV they're playing a bunch of farmers and a lot of times they just catch them on counters. When you're playing with Mexico, like all those they teams sit back, all those teams sit back, Central American farmers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the but the Central American farmers know how to play against Mexico. <laughs> they kick the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, they know how to they know how to foul. They know how to foul that's, you. That's, uh, they know how to foul at least. Well, Chucky yeah. got a concussion right now, so yeah, he's out, right? That's because yeah. he's always fucking running like out of control. Like he doesn't know what the fuck is about. <laughs> He's he just, he just saved himself for the Premier League. He's honestly just a a, a, a luckier version of Jurgen Dam. Nah, he's Damn, better than Jurgen Dam. Chill, chill, chill. Come on, that's OD disrespect. Bruh, Bruh. I'm going to tell the MS-13 what train you're on. You can't Jer- this shit up. <laughs> Bro, Jurgen Dam is just a, tall, a taller Carlos Fierro. That's what Jurgen Dam is. He's just a Mexican guy who runs down and can't Theo cross. Walcott, bro. Mexican Theo Walcott. Yeah, both trash. Lozano, Lozano is overrated by by Mexicans though, because bro, he, he should have been left like a year ago if if I believed all the rumors. Yes, because they 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 trying to cash out on him. Because he's he's a, he's a limited player. Yeah, no, you're right. They're trying to cash out on him because the Mexican media hypes him up. Where in Europe they're like, all right, relax, relax, buddies. He ain't worth no fifty million. Nah, be if if, if uh what's the Polish Polish boy, if Polish if Polish is over here getting like sixty million, dude, you can get fucking fifty million for for Lozano. Also, I think, the, the, I think thirty. Thirty is a good, but Polish, but Polish is, is doing it at Dortmund, and he's doing it at Dortmund. Polish is like two years younger, man. He he's not even having a good year. That's a, that's nah, the crazy not, thing. He, he got that's his spot a, taken bro, by That is the else. funny thing is, yeah, to Sancho, he's playing he's yeah. a younger yeah. player. To an eighteen-year-old, he lost his job to an eighteen-year-old. I feel like that's part of the American media like marketing machine that Mexico does not have. As soon as Pulisic pulled up to Dortmund, I saw every hipster in Brooklyn wearing a Dortmund jersey. Yeah, now they're all, now they're all gonna have they're all gonna have Chelsea jerseys now. Flo gotta buy one next season. He's a Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't buying no Pulisic jersey. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll buy a Lozano jersey Alright we, we went off on the complete tangent But uh let's, let's wrap it up with With uh Flo's gambling corner Which this week oh, is Hashtag sad <laughs> Hasn't been going well Damn I'm not prepared Alright let me see Well so Just well, summarize well, the, Summarize the bets well, Summarize, summarize the bets that were put in Alright So I don't even remember what bets But Last week This past week uh, Varo decided that it was a good bet to do Chivas win and a shutout, right? Shutout win for Chivas? Yeah. Which, That's what we bet. To be honest, I stand behind that bet. Oh, I yeah, feel like that too. was that was the correct bet to make. Um, it just did not work out. So we're now, what, 0-3? <laughs> Our bets? Damn. We put in, well, we only put in two. Using... We're 0-2. Okay, so we only put in two. So technically, we're only down a hundred dollars only. <laughs> you know, only sure broke boys out here. A hundred dollars ain't nothing. Come on, you're gonna show up to what I had. 
broke when you gotta go for the classico. <laughs> Bro, it only, it only takes like a dollar fifty for Uber to get to the stadium, <laughs> so we're good. But all right, so we're zero and two, zero and three, whichever way you want to put it. But I stand behind, uh, stand behind that bet. So this week, we we actually um, Vegas actually thinks it's a, it's a, going to be a draw. Oh well, talk talk about the the score line bet you put in last minute yesterday. Oh, okay. So Varo was in the group chat giving me hype, and he was like, "Yo, look, we're starting Ronaldo for sure. That bet's gonna cash. Like we're about to we're being we're being more offensive." And I was like, "You know what, Varo? You're right. You're so right." I in, <laughs> so I put in a little side bet. It was a small bet though, like nine dollars for the, the score line to be three zero. But that nine dollars would have turned into like eighty dollars if it would have hit. But unfortunately, it did not because. We didn't score one damn goal. I mean, we so. should have had it. Yeah, and that's that why I was like, within the first two minutes, we should have scored a goal in that first two minutes. I was like, that missed goal was a, was big because it would have forced Veracruz to play a little different, and we could have possibly scored more, but it just didn't work out in our favor. So at least Varo put in half for that bet, so we didn't lose that much money. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down 25 all right, so this week um, it looks like Vegas thinks it's going to be a draw or Chivas to lose. Chivas to win. What? Actually, Chivas to win actually has the the best odds, or basically the the most money. So if you pick Chivas to lose, if you bet fifty, you only win like sixty. If you bet a draw, you bet fifty, you basically win a hundred. If you bet Chivas to win, you bet fifty, you win like a hundred and twenty or something. Yeah, definitely bet on Chivas. You gotta bet on Chivas to win. <laughs> All right, so th- those are are your base bets, and then also it looks like Vegas is starting to get a little smart. They're starting to see that Chivas doesn't score goals and they don't concede them. So the over under is only two goals this week. So basically. If you want to bet the under, they would only have to score one goal in the entire game for it to, to to hit. Which coming into this week, I was thinking, well, they fit the under every single week. Maybe we should just bet the under this week. But it looks like Vegas is starting to get smarter because every week before this, it's been two and a half goals has been the line. But this year, it's, I mean, this uh, week it's only two, so, so it's a little riskier bet. So what happens if they score two? It's a push. You get your money back. Nobody wins anything. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. And then we could, maybe we could say that maybe we were a week early, <laughs> and we could bet again for Chivas to win in a shutout or record a shutout win. And if you bet fifty, you win like two hundred dollars. And a what shutout win? Yeah, shutout win. Nah, that's you bet gonna fifty and you get two hundred. Uh, yeah, you get something like that. Yeah, it's fifty for for two hundred or something. So again, we're not giving up goals. Do you, do you have confidence in the defense to hold it up? Hell yeah! I mean, I said it this episode that that's what I'm relying on. And aren't we saying that they're frauds? That they the are, frauds. are frauds. I mean, that's they what Varo's saying, but Varo says something. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did hype him up to make a. <laughs> to bet on three nil scoreline, Lara <laughs> was so confident. He's like, "Yo, we're starting Ronaldo. We're fucking scoring eight goals." <laughs> I mean, we were more offensive, right? We were offensive minded. We just didn't finish. Let's just oh. let's put this out to the to the fans on Twitter, and then we'll make our decision based on what they say. All right, we'll see. I mean, maybe we'll wait until the lineups are out, and Var and Varo tells me what to do. Oh yeah, we should just do last minute. <laughs> That's true. Like this week. I don't know, but I, I think I think we go back to the shutout win, try to make our money back. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm feeling that right now. Pause, but yeah, I think that's it. Um, I don't think there's a var for a, a var with Varo segment this week. Disappointed. Oh, actually, that last play, the Carrasco and uh, Van Rankin altercation. Oh, that should have been oh. a red. Carrasco should have got a red card because he. Pretty much threw a punch. Should have been a red card. Uh, I'm surprised Van Rankin didn't punch him in the face. I don't know what you guys thought on that. I don't know. I would have punched him when he said my breast stink. <laughs> yeah. Man, he definitely should have, like, just snuck him. 
And then Bonsa as usual is with the shits and pulled up. And then yeah, uh, but he runs away too, though. So. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Um, but but somebody on Twitter made the point that at that point Bonsa was a champion and had to carry himself as a champion and therefore not, you know, stoop to a small club level like the Edison fight. So Bonsa Bonsa is all class. <laughs> Who's that? Barbaro. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I want. I wanted to review. We need a little music, like Barbaro. Yeah, a little like intro or something like that. You gotta make it up. Talk to somebody. That uh, my editing skills are not that great, guys. Put some SPM music. Like two two oh, years yes. in, two years into the pod, I figured out how to kill dead noise. <laughs> we we legit need some SPM music. <laughs> Oh, you can't man. sue us anyways. <laughs> wow. Actually, we, actually, we should not have SPM music, right? No, we should not. <laughs> we we should definitely not. should. Oh, I was showing Varo a website I created back in 2001, and I was looking that... at it today, and my last post I ever posted on that website, <laughs> I was telling people to go buy SPM's new album. Surprised <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put free SPM. I was loyal to the end. Damn, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta unfollow your SPM playlist. I forgot he's a child molester. <laughs> All right, on that we, note, on we, that note, we gotta cancel him. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Cuba del Norte podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week after the Nicaxa game. We out. Later, peace. Free SPM. <laughs>